Welcome to episode one of Gods, Angels, and Demons. During this episode, we'll be discussing five obscure Egyptian deities that you might not have heard of before. I mean, we have all heard of Ra, Anubis, Isis, but what What about Amet, referred to as Devourer of the Dead? Hmm, most likely not, my friends. So today, we'll be exploring five gods. Maftet, Amet, Chitzmu, Menhet, and Mahaz. The first of these, Maftet. In early Egyptian mythology, Maftet is depicted as a woman with the head of a cheetah. Her name means run swiftly. She is present in Egyptian pantheon as early as the first dynasty. Maftet was the deification of legal justice, or should we say, execution. Thus, she was also associated with the protection of the kin's chambers and other sacred places, and with protection against venomous animals, which were seen as transgressors against Mat. Since venomous animals such as scorpions and snakes are killed by felines, Maftet was seen as a feline goddess. Although it is uncertain whether alternatively she also was meant to be a cat, a mongoose, a leopard, a tiger, who knows. In reflection of the manner in which these animals killed snakes, she was given other titles such as Slayer of Serpents. In art, Maftet was shown as a feline, usually with a woman and a feline head, or a feline with the head of a woman. One way or the other, she was related somehow to felines. She sometimes had braided hair, which sometimes ended in tails of scorpions. And at times, she even wore a headdress of snakes. She also was depicted as a feline running up the side of an executioner's staff. It was said that Maftip ripped out the hearts of wrongdoers and delivered them to the pharaoh's feet in a similar manner that domestic cats would present people today with rodents or birds which they have recently killed or maimed such as the cat across the street from us that continually brings mice and birds and drops them on our front steps during the new kingdom Moftet was seen as ruling over the judgment hall in Duat where the enemies of Pharaoh were decapitated with Maftet's claw. Ooh, scary. Her cult was eventually replaced by that of Bast, another cat goddess, a lioness warrior who was seen as the Pharaoh's protector. But her cheetah imagery continued associated with Pharaohs, including personal items and the bed upon which their mummies were placed. Our next god, Amat or Amet. In Egyptian mythology, Amet, also spelled Amat, Amat, Aman, Amamet, Ahamait, was a personification of divine retribution for all the wrongs one had committed in life. This female god- goddess dwelt in the Hall of Mat, who was the personification of the concept of truth, balance, and order. In the Egyptian underworld, hearts of the dead were weighed by Anubis against a feather from Mat's headdress. 
The hearts of those who were heavy with wrongdoing failed the test and were given to a met for her to devour. Those whose souls were devoured were not permitted to enter Aru, having to be restless forever, effectively dying a second time. However, if the heart was lighter than a feather, then the soul was judged by the god of the underworld, Osiris. In Egyptian myth, Amet was not worshipped, and she was never regarded as a goddess. Instead, she embodied all that the Egyptians feared, threatening to bind them to eternal restlessness, as they did not follow the principle of Mat. Thus, Amet was depicted with the head of a crocodile or dog, the front part of her body as a lioness or leopard, and her hindquarters in the form of a hippopotamus. A combination of those animals which were considered as the most dangerous to the ancient Egyptians. Although often referred to as a demon by destroying evil, she acted as a force of good. Her role is reflected in her name, which means devourer, or more accurately, bone eater. And her titles such as devourer of the dead, devourer of millions, eater of hearts, the greatness of death, in some traditions, Amet was said to stand by a lake of fire in which the unworthy hots were cast. Rather than eating them, in this role, Amet was more the lake guardian than the destroyer, which some scholars believe may be evident of the fiery lake belief from and is yet unidentified elsewhere. However, Amet ate the condemned person rather than only the hot, an evil person then dissolved forever in her stomach. Although Meta is seen as a swallowing entity, its order is neutral and strictly serves as the whim of other deities to take souls that have sinned against the gods and consign them into oblivion. In one rendering, Amit, a pole, is depicted with seven balls on it. Amit, the swallower, bites the pole between the third and fourth ball. It has been suggested that the seven balls in that painted represent a prototype of the chakra system. Some experts have linked and met with the goddess Tahuet, who was a symbol of physical appearance, as a companion of Bess, also protected others from evil. Our next god is Shitsmu. Shitsmu is the ancient Egyptian demonic god of execution, slaughter, blood, and wine. Like many of the gods of ancient Egypt, Shitsu was of a complex nature. He had qualities of both light and darkness, but this was not the reason he was known as a demon. To the Egyptians, demons were not necessarily evil in nature. Often they were quite helpful. Instead, the term demon was given to Shitsmu because he was one of the lesser deities and due to his relation to the underworld. Though he wasn't as popular as many of the others, he was quite important. Shitsmu was a demonic god of red wine, slaughter, and sometimes perfumes of oils. The link between blood and the crimson color of wine is clear. Shitsmu was known to destroy wrongdoers gruesomely, putting their heads in wine presses to remove the blood. He was known as the Executioner of Osiris, 
Should Shishmu followed the commands of the God of the Dead, and therefore was sometimes given the title Slaughter of Souls. He initially seems to be a fierce underworld deity, but Shishmu was quite helpful to the dead. Although he was a harsh executioner of the wicked, he was also a great protector of the virtuous. Shishmu offered red wine to those who had passed on. Other than wine, he was in charge of earthly objects, such as embalming oils and perfumes. Among the gods, his job was to use the bodies and blood of the dead to create substance for Yunus. Osiris was one who ordered the use of wicked one's blood to be turned to wine. He was sometimes given the title Demon of the Wine Press. On a darker note, Shitsmu's affinity with the color red linked him to evil. Crimson was a feared and hated color among the Egyptians. Not only is it the universal color of blood and therefore death, but it was the color of the god of chaos, Seth, since it was also the color of the setting sun. Red was associated with the coming darkness and the reign of Paphos, the certain demon. Like many other Egyptian deities, Shitsmu was sometimes depicted as a man or a man with the head of a falcon. To link him further with blood and destruction, he took the form of a man with a lionile head. This perhaps was the bridge between him and Sikmet, the goddess of vengeance. Furthermore, he's associated with Neferatum through both his appearance and the connection of perfumes. Shitsmu seemed to be both represented a great evil and an entity of good. In many places, he is held in high regards by the god Osiris and is worshipped as a protector god. However, he is also feared as an unwilling punisher of the damned. His greatest cult was centered in Fayam, but his worshippers were also widely distributed in Dendera and Enfu. Due to its color, red wine became strongly identified with blood, and thus Shitsmu was identified as a lord of blood since wine was seen as a good thing. His association with blood was considered one of the righteousness, making him considered an executioner of the unrighteous, being the slaughter of souls. When the main form of execution was by beheading, it was said that Shismu ripped off the heads of those who were wicked and threw them into a wine press to be crushed into red wine, which was given to the righteous dead. Beheading was commonly carried out by the victim resting their head in a wooden block, and so Shishmu was referred to as the overthrow of the wicked at the block. This violent aspect led to the depiction art as a lion-headed man, thus being known as face of face. In later times, Egyptians used the wine press for producing oils instead of wine, which were produced by crushing underfoot instead. Consequently, Shishmu became associated with embalming oils and thus the preservation of body and beauty. Menhet. In Egyptian mythology, Menhet was originally a foreign war goddess. Her name depicts a warrior status, as it means she who massacres. When included among the Egyptian deities, she became the female counterpart of Enher. It was said that she had come from Nubia with Enher, who had been her counterpart and husband there. Due to the aggressive attributes possessed by hunting and methods used by lionesses, most things connected to warfare in Egypt are depicted as Lionel, and Methep was no exception. Being depicted 
as a lioness goddess. She also is believed to advance ahead of the Egyptian armies and cut down their enemies with fiery arrows. Similar to other war deities, in the third gnome of Upper Egypt, particularly of Esna, Menhet was said to be the wife of Kumnam and the mother of Heka. As the center of her cult was towards the southern border of Egypt and Upper Egypt, she became strongly identified with Sekhmet, who was originally the lion goddess of war for Upper Egypt. After unification of the two Egyptian kingdoms, this goddess began to be considered simply another aspect of Sekhmet. And for our final god, Mas, also so Mihos, Mesis, Mios, Mehas, and Mahis, was an ancient Egyptian lion-headed god of war, whose name means he who is true beside her. He was seen as a lion prince, the son of a goddess, Bast in Lower Egypt, and of Sekhmet in Upper Egypt, and shared her natures. His father was told to be a human unaware of Bastet's intentions to conceive. Mas was a deity associated with war and weather, and was considered the protector and of the high priest of Amman, as well as that of knives, lotus, and devouring captives. His cult was centered in Teramu and Perbast. He is first mentioned in the New Kingdom, and some Egyptologists have suggested that Mas was of foreign origin. Indeed, there is some evidence that he may have been identical with the lion god Apidimach, worshipped in Nubia in Egypt's western desert. As a lion god and patron, he was also considered the son of Re and of Bas, the feline war goddess and patron of Lower Egypt, as well as Sekhmat, the lioness war goddess and patron of Upper Egypt. Since his cult was centered in Pabas, or in Teramu, he was more known as the son of Bas, and he became a deity of Egypt. His father was said to be the chief male deity at the time, either Ra or Ta, who had by this time already merged with Atum into Atum-Ra. In his role of the son of Ra, Mas fought the serpent Apept during Ra's daily night voyage. Considered to be have powerful attributes, feline deities were associated with the pharaohs and became patrons of Egypt. The male lion, hydroglyphic, was used in such words as prince, mashed, strength, and power. It was also known as the lion Egyptian headed god of war. He was pictured with as a man with the head of a male lion occasionally holding a knife and wearing the double crown of Egypt, or the Atif crown. Sometimes Mas was identified with Nefarim and was shown with a bouquet of lotuses near him, but he was also depicted as a lion devouring a captive. His name begins with the hieroglyphs for the male lion. Although in isolation, it also means one who can see in front. However, the first glyph also is part of the glyph of Mat, meaning truth and order, and so it came to be that Moth was considered to be the devourer of guilty and protector of the innocent. Some of the titles of Moth were Lord of Slaughter, Wheel of the Knife, and the Scarlet Lord. Moth was rarely called by his name and came to be referred to as Lord of Slaughter 
The Lord of Slaughter terminology was adopted during the Persian and later Roman periods when foreign conquerors met with fierce resistance from mosque chiefs and their supporters. Ill-fated armies who intended to destroy must face mosques and the caste and the high priest of Amman. These eventually vanished into the desert. The mosques were known as the Lord of the Storm and the Lord of the Powerful in Egyptian legend. So folks, we've just discussed five obscure Egyptian deities that I, I mean, previously I was unaware of. I just did some research and thought these were interesting. Um, you know, a god that chops off heads and brings them to the pharaohs. Another one that presses people's heads with a wine press. All uh, seem pretty interesting to me. So I hope that you enjoyed our first episode of God's Angels and Demons. Uh, we'll be delving deeper into ancient religions and their connection to Judeo-Christian philosophies. My references for this podcast were crystallinks.com, The Complete Temples of Ancient Egypt by Richard Wilkinson, The Oxford History of Ancient Egypt by Ian Shaw, and The Complete Gods and Goddesses of Ancient Egypt by Richard Wilkinson. Thank you, and hope to see you next time.